The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is independent SEO consultant Eric Lander. Today's show is yet another one, blessed by a great guest, a man by the name of Dan Thies, who is the founder of SEO Research Lab. And although Dan does much more than just keyword research, he's widely known as the keyword guru, which is why we have him on the show today. Hi, Dan. Thanks for being here. Hi. Good to be here. So what have you been up to lately? Are you writing another book? Fill us in. Um, <laughs> boy, that's a, that's a long story. I have been trying to get, uh, SEO Fast Start has been out for years. You know, I give that away. It's at seofaststart.com. If anybody's dying to get it right now. Um, and I've been dying to get, uh, my pay-per-click Fast Start book out, but, uh, we've been running into all kinds of, uh, fun and games with, uh, some non-compete agreements that I have. So, uh, I know my readers are getting anxious and I'm working real hard on getting that solved so that I can actually publish the book. So until I can actually publish that one, I'm not going to write another one, but I do have one on email marketing that'll be along at some point. Great. Well, I definitely like the site, so keep it up. It's great work. Um, Thanks. So since a large portion of our listeners are, are do-it-yourselfers, let's start with like the, the broadest question, I suppose. How should the average Joe with a website conduct keyword research? Well, I think it's important to understand some of the some of the things that are kind of the stumbling blocks to doing keyword research well. And one of the main things that we we try to drive home with people, especially when we're you know we're training with beginners and things like that, is the idea of relevance. You know, it's it's easy to get into these keyword tools and see search terms that are kind of high volume, and you say, "Wow, you know, well, I could be relevant for that." You know, um, you know, if you've invented. Uh, well, gosh, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, if you've seen the sham wow guy on the uh, the television commercials, you know, it's a towel that will clean up anything. Um, you might think if you had a product like that, that uh, unique gifts would be a great keyword. Got lots of volume, and certainly that would be a unique gift to give. But, um, you know, you've got to go at it from the other side and think about what what's in the searcher's mind and what is their intent, what are they trying to do. And so that's the first thing is trying to trying to put yourself in in the mind of the searcher. And there are ways to do that. You know, you can if you actually have an ongoing business enterprise, you know, you can talk to your customer service people. Anybody that's really interacting with customers probably has a better sense of the language that customers use, the kind of problems that they're trying to solve and the kind of problems that they may encounter with uh, either with your or with uh, with competing products or services. So that's a that's a, a starting point is just to understand that you, you've got to look for keywords that really, um, you know, what you're offering would be a relevant response to that search query. Because what you're really trying to do is answer people's question. You know, where do I find X? And they're typing that into the search engine. You want to be there when you're a good answer for that, especially. Okay. That's really good information, Dan. And I know a lot of our listeners are often asking us the question of what keyword research tools should they be using. And frankly, I've sort of been frustrated in my own findings on using different tools like Word Tracker, Keyword Discovery, uh, tools like that. Do you have any tools that you sort of consider to be your standby? Um, well, we, um, 
kind of had some radical changes in, in, in how we do some of this, especially sort of the quick look type keyword research. Um, about, uh, oh gosh, about 10 months ago now, eight months ago, uh, when Google, uh, released their, um, their, uh, keyword tool for AdWords with actual search volume data and things like that. And that's actually been a pretty good tool for quite a while, uh, to use because, uh, in addition to, you know, filling in the little ransom note thing, or if you're logged into your AdWords account, you don't have to, but in addition to putting in keywords and checking on Google suggestions or, or, or things like that, you can also flip it around and actually point that at a website. And so, uh, you know, if your website isn't fully built, that's okay. You can point it at other websites that are similar, um, either in similar markets, offering similar things or, or even direct competition. And um, you can go through and point that at the homepage of the site, and you'll get a whole bunch of keywords, even for stuff that's deeper into the site. And, uh, and that's a great way to, to sort of start and get a good, uh, a good starting point. I don't really believe in doing a whole lot of uh, you know, research and trying to find the, you know, quote, long tail um, specific keywords that are, you know, low volume. <laughs> Just it's kind of one of those things that we'd rather uh, find out what are the, the highest volume search terms where they're, we're going to be relevant in, you know, in a business sense um, you know, where there's some commercial intent behind it. And that would take me to another tool, which uh, Microsoft uh, at MSN Ad Center Labs has an online commercial intention tool. And uh, that is a tool where you can put in keywords or point it at websites, and it will give you some sense of what the percentage of people using that search term or visiting that website have of actually completing some kind of transaction. Now, this is another thing that kind of leads to wishful thinking. Uh, to me, if, if the score is around 95% and I feel confident in the estimate, um, that's a pretty good commercial search term. 90% is okay, and, and when you start to get down to you know, 75%, 50%, that really indicates things that are sort of earlier on in the, in the buying process where maybe we're still doing research about what we want. We're trying to figure out what are the possible solutions to a problem, what are my possible options for things to buy or, or steps to take in, in solving a problem. And those tend not to be super you know, hyper-responsive type search terms. Maybe okay for SEO, but definitely not uh, a great target for a pay-per-click. So, Dan, with, does this mean then with, with Google opening a bit of their doors and, and giving this information away that these other pay-for-pay-for services aren't as really as worthwhile, perhaps like keyword discovery? Well, um, keyword discovery or word tracker I use for very specific things, um, and. The, the main purpose that I apply either one of them to is to, um, to look for not long-tail keywords, but what we call modifiers, which those are sort of the, the, the extra words that tend to tag along with uh, the search queries that people do. Um, one of the things that we observed um, many years ago when um, we actually, um, I was in Seattle and we actually put people in front of computers and gave them tasks and watched what they did. One of the things that we observed that people who had used search for more than a few weeks would do is if they didn't get a satisfactory answer to a more general query, they would tend to just add words to the query. And so um, those modifiers, those little extra words that tag along, um, we do an exercise, and you know, we, I, you know, this is in my book, and we teach it in the, the video training that we do in Stompernet. But um, <clears throat> the, uh, the idea is to take these sort of general search terms. So maybe you're selling... Um, uh, I don't know, heck, let's call it baby gifts, okay? And so what you're looking for then, and you put that into that tool, you're not looking for how much search volume there is for baby gifts because you can get a better answer to that from Google than you can get from Word Tracker or Keyword Discovery, and Google even has seasonal data now. But what Google doesn't do very well is show you 
all of the different variations. So you can kind of pick through the list and say, you know, twins, you know, or Harley Davidson or um, leather baby gifts. Okay, I don't know why somebody is dying to give a baby leather, but um, <laughs> you know, I guess, uh, you know, they look better on the back of the bike. I hope they're not really riding around on a motorcycle, but <laughs> but uh, but you know, you can find those extra little words, and those are words that can be really important to mix into your into your copy and things like that. And you'll find some interesting discoveries there. Um, I did some work a few years ago with a company that did high end managed web hosting, and you know, it was a a long story about how we had to break them into into pay per click, especially in AdWords, without buying you know fifty dollar clicks and things like that, and uh, working on some of the link building and other strategies. But one of the interesting things that we found out um, by doing this deep dive into what are the variations is that the phrase unlimited bandwidth shows up an awful lot in in search queries that are relevant uh, for um, for you know web hosting uh, businesses and what we actually did was we flipped that around then and threw unlimited bandwidth into um, at this time we were using word tracker and found out that um, there weren't a whole lot of search terms that weren't relevant that included unlimited bandwidth so that became a, a, a good phrase match for us to target um, for our pay-per-click advertising that had uh, negligible competition but tended to catch a lot of people that were looking for services that this company could offer. And so we, you know, we took them to a landing page where it said, are you tired of limitations? You know, there's no limitations on bandwidth and blah, blah, blah. I can't remember the copy, but that's not really relevant. But that's th- those tools are still good for things like that. Um, you know, there there's uh, the other side of it, which... Word Tracker has a, a new system, and I believe it's out. Um, we've been using the beta since you know, like seven, eight months ago. So I'm, I'm not really sure if it's actually been released, but I think it is. But one of the other things too is is to gather data about the keywords besides search volume. And Google doesn't give you things like you know how, how many links to the to the does the average of the top ten sites have, uh, and things like that. And they don't help you map out the the level of competition and things like that. And Word Tracker's tool helps you do that. Um, it's kind of taken a little bit of the uh, the joy out of what we were doing with SEO Research Labs because we had uh, sort of our own tool that that did that. And Word Tracker is starting to sort of. I won't say encroach because I'm dying to stop maintaining that application, but um, but they are starting to sort of replace what was unique about uh, the keyword reporting that we do. So um, that's good news for us because we don't have to be in the software business, but it does kind of also make it so that anyone who's doing their own keyword research can get that kind of data themselves. So the uh, – just one sec here. The, uh, that, uh, that new form of word tracker, so is it – so you don't know whether or not it's available yet. I'm just like, is this Word Tracker or Keyword Discovery? I got lost there. It's uh, at Word Tracker, and Word Tracker, um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can figure out <laughs> what they have. But um, but um, it's uh, it's um, I'll just log in and see if I can see it. But but what it does is it it has a lot of different metrics for competition and things like that. I believe it's in the Keyword Researcher now. A lot of that's been deployed, which is one of the tools that you get when you log into your word tracker account it's not in the free stuff but uh but it does have uh but it does have some of that in there uh, but there's a whole lot more coming um and um you know we get to see that kind of stuff as as they develop it and i really think that um by the end of this year word tracker will sort of reestablish themselves as the leader in the space uh as a keyword research tool Good to know. Thank you. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to touch on um, essentially, you know, finding the customers and, and really um, making uh, the proper keywords work for you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
Affiliate Convention 2009 Denver. Free for all affiliates and all the information you need to know to grow your business. June 18th and 19th. For more information about registration and sponsorship, visit www.affiliateconvention.com. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com. It's a private, invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events and the status of being one of the elite publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone and you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements think you got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 once again that's xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast and expensive. Excellent and on time. Offshoring.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with Eric Lender, independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Before the break, we were discussing uh, uh, Word Tracker, in fact, uh, about keywords and what tools to use. And now uh, I believe Eric's got a question for our guest, uh, Dan Thies. And thanks again, Dan, for being here and talking keyword research with us. Um, one of the things that you touched on before we took break that I think is really important for our listeners to understand is that you believe in sort of this mentality where you want to target um, the acquisition of customers versus traffic. And in particular, at least in, in some of the things that I've read and, and uh, you know, with what you've written out there, you don't really want people to be blinded by the sheer search volume as much as you are the productivity of particular search terms. Is that true? Yeah, the well, you know, volume is obviously important. I mean, it's at a certain point, it's not worth putting a whole lot of effort into a, something that people search for once a month. That's kind of the, you know, the fallacy of you know, there's always this sort of ongoing concept of the long tail that we don't really define very well what we're talking about. Um, and the long tail is, uh, you know, it's from a book that wasn't really about search, but uh, people have kind of spun it around about that. And basically, the idea is that 
the highest volume search terms um, only and the bulk of search is is really represented in a small set of the keywords that happen, and the rest you know maybe eighty ninety percent even is in search terms that are maybe only you know typed in a few times a month. Uh, I believe Google has said that you know half their searches in a given month are one offs uh, in that month that, that they're going to see them one time and, and, and maybe never ever see them again in the history of the earth. So, um, that's, there's a lot of volume there, but, uh, you can't go and, you know, build a web page to target a nine word phrase that's going to get used once. You kind of have to attack those through different methods. So the volume is important, but the more important thing is you're trying to find your customer. And what we, um, came up with many years ago at SEO research labs was a concept called weighted popularity. And uh, the idea is to take the number of searches that are out there and uh, to figure out, just estimate what what percentage of the the people using a given search term are going to be happy with what you have, are going to be interested in your offer. And when you um, when you do that and 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 do a reasonable assessment, um, and we have some methods um, to to do that. Um, that again, it's you know it's in my book, but but you can actually take. Um, uh, and, and sort of take all the different variations and, and analyze those and figure out, you know, maybe 10%, maybe 20%, maybe 30% of the people using a search term are going to be interested in what you have to offer. And so you multiply that by the number of searches, and that's the number of targeted searches. That's the number of searches that are actually going to be shown to people that might become your customer. And when you do that, the the more generic kind of general search terms don't get quite so attractive. You know, for example, one time we did a, a detailed analysis for um, an interior design firm. And um, they wanted to be number one for interior design. Well, what we came up with as our best estimate was that about 7% of people searching for that would actually be interested in an interior design firm. And that was our optimistic assessment. And when they actually went and, and bought the traffic and, and you know threw some landing pages underneath it, um, well, it was about that bad. So, um, <laughs> so they decided to refocus you know, their SEO efforts onto things like interior designer, interior designers, interior design firm, interior design consulting, consultant, all that stuff. These things have lower volume, but uh, again, it sort of qualifies the, 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 that visitor as a prospect for what you do. And, um, and that's really important. I mean, I you know, can run a six-figure uh, a year business on 180 visitors a day. Um, in in the keyword research business, and so <laughs> so you know you don't have to necessarily have super high volume to have a, a pretty good business. And I think Dan, you just touched on something there that I kind of wanted to bring up and get your opinion of, and that is using different keyword strategies for pay per click or paid search advertising versus organic search. Um, in short, because I know this is quite a, a big topic, how would somebody let's say, who's out there sort of managing search maybe for an in-house company or maybe for a small provider, how would their techniques towards keyword research differ for SEO versus PPC? Well, there's one thing about pay-per-click, and there's, there's sort of two ways that people go about doing uh, the research and the strategy, and one is sort of what I call landing page first, which is you've decided you're going to throw, throw some traffic at a page, and often they do the home page or something like that, but you come up with this huge list of keywords, and you come up with a very generic ad, and you throw all those keywords in, a, in, a, in an ad campaign, and, you, and the idea is you're going to see which ones convert, see which ones work. 
But with a generic ad and and a, a big list of keywords, you really didn't give yourself a chance of converting. Um, what I prefer to do is is be very strategic, uh, come up with a very short list of our best prospects for profitable keywords based on you know there's really some volume we're very relevant we've got a good offer there's um, uh, reasonably high commercial intent and then we want to write a, a, an ad that is very specific for each keyword. In fact, a set of ads will do testing and test some different landing pages for those things, but we like to attack it one keyword at a time initially. One keyword, exact match on Google AdWords, um, standard match on Yahoo if you have to go there, um, but we'd prefer to test things on AdWords first because they give you the most control with the exact match. And the point of that is that if you can't get profitable on one exact search query where you know exactly what they typed in, how are you going to get profitable on some giant long list of keywords? And so you want to kind of start start smaller and um, I've actually got a video up. Uh, we call this the AdWords triangulation method. Um, kind of came up with that name later because we were triangulating, but it's so that you can call it the Google ATM. Um, and I am going to actually have a, a page of links up uh, when you know folks are listening to this um, at seofaststar.com slash SEO 101. So all the links that I've dropped, all the different tools I've mentioned, there will be links there so people can go get them. But that's really the, the the difference with with SEO. You can target a broader range. I mean, you're going to probably have a list of fifty or hundred keywords that you're going to go for fairly early on in a campaign, and that's really just a matter of mapping those onto the right pages on your site and getting things going. With pay per click, you you have to be more strategic. And if you start slower, you learn some things about the types of offers and types of headlines that get people to respond, and so you can actually you know leverage that as you expand to larger groups of keywords, but I know people running, you know, multi-million dollar businesses off of one exact match keyword on AdWords. So um, you don't have to necessarily go long and in, in deep in, in keyword strategy. In fact, with AdWords, they've made it really hard to do that uh, recently. Low volume keywords tend to just have the ads shut off anymore. Hmm. Um, so one of the things that comes up a lot with uh, when, when we get a new client or something and they come in, they say, all right, I've got a new website. I'd like to go for... Um, let's go for the absurd here. Cars. I want to be found under cars. So someone has a really lofty goal. Mm-hmm. If someone comes to you and says that to you, what do you say? I mean, right off the bat, my perception is, okay, let's, let's take a step back here and, and focus on some other phrases and, and make that the ultimate goal. But what, what It depends. If, uh, if you know, there's vehicles.com, there's cars.com, what if vehicles.com comes to you and says, hey, we've just built this really cool site where, you know, you can do the 360-degree view and we've got all this data on all these different cars and these cool comparison tools. If they came to me, I'd say, yeah, let's go for cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if Fred's, um, you know, used pickup shop in Podunk comes to me and wants to be number one for cars, I'm going to say, Fred. Your website is not a good answer for that query, and it never will be. Um, but um, so part of it is answered by by relevance. And but I think that if if the site is of sufficient quality, if it really is a player, if it really deserves to be there, I think you can get it there. And I don't think it takes that long. I mean, you know, I would say you know six months to be in the game, and um, you know longer. You know, certainly it's going to require some real marketing and you know public relations and all kinds of stuff, not just you know quote just SEO. Um, you know, it's really hard to do anything competitive with quote just SEO. You know, good luck. You stuff the keyword in the title tag. Now what? <laughs> but um, but you know, if you've really got something good, it's easy to create buzz. Um, in the age of the internet where there's instant communication and you know you can whip the market up into a frenzy and you can build a lot of links really fast and you can get a lot of traffic without SEO 
I mean, for for most of the folks that I work with that are really doing marketing well, you know, SEO is somewhere between five and fifteen percent of the traffic, even if they're completely dominant uh, in search. So, um, uh, you know, most of the time we can buy more profits from pay per click than we'll ever get for free from organic, even if organic was really free. Excellent. Well, thank you. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to touch on uh, a favorite topic of uh, Dan's, and that's spy tools. SEO 101 is now on iTunes. Write us a review and tell us how much you love us. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With, with FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Hey, have you got that number for Cherry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, Amazon, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm with Eric Lander, independent SEO, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing. We're here today with uh, Dan Thies, a keyword guru and uh, of SEO Fast Start. Uh, before the break, we were discussing uh, man, everything to do about keywords we can think of. We're just throwing them at them. And, uh, well, now, <laughs> spy tools. What do you think of spy tools, Dan? I think spy tools are um, a really great business to be in because everybody seems to want to know what their competitors are up to. But uh, everybody out there, grab your pen and write this down. The keywords are the keywords. They don't change based on what your competitors are trying to do. They don't change based on what your competitors are actually doing. They don't change based on what some spy tool that's got some fraction of a fraction of a percent of of the data, that the actual search data um, is telling you. Let me tell you how these spy tools work for the most part. Most of them work like this. A user goes to the spy tool and types in a keyword. The spy tool then goes and fetches the search results. And anyone that's showing up on that search result is now in their database tagged matching that keyword. 
that's not real searchers. That's SEOs and pay-per-click and search marketers trying to figure out what their competitors are doing. What you do by typing all of your keywords into those things is make sure that your competitors can find you uh, for the keywords that you're using. But really, it doesn't matter what your competitors are or aren't doing or aren't trying to do because with things like the Google Keyword Tool, with um, you know, if you want to get into really expansive keyword research and, and really go broad and, and you know, leave no stone unturned, there's tools like NicheWatch and uh, ThemeZoom. You know, I don't necessarily buy the religion on you know, how to do SEO from these guys, but I'll certainly buy their tools because their tools kick butt. And they let you do brainstorming um, on a scale that, isn't possible with just your brain and at a speed uh, that, you know, we used to spend a couple hours prepping before we did every keyword report. And the reason why we haven't had to raise the price on a keyword research report in like five years, uh, even though the cost of, you know, people's time um, as these people, you know, have been around for years and, and become more expert has gone up is because the tools have gotten better to be able to do brainstorming and, and, and come up with all these related concepts and things like that. But um, with all the tools that are out there, with, with Google, with Word Tracker, with Keyword Discovery, ThemeZoom, NicheWatch, all these cool tools, um, you can figure out what the keywords ought to be. You can figure out exactly what keywords are out there as a possibility for you in your market, and I don't know what a spy tool would add to that. They don't accurately tell you what the pay-per-click bids are. All they do is go and do the same thing you could do, which is go ask AdWords how much they would charge you. And then you can figure, based on my experience with AdWords, that you'll get twice as much traffic for half the price if you do a decent job. And so what good are these tools? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, uh, apparently it's a good business model, but um, I, I've never found a use for them in any, any uh, work that I've done with any student or client ever. So, so that was my rant. <laughs> no, I, I can share a lot of those sentiments, too. I mean, I was with an organization before that used uh, Hitwise subscriptions, which <laughs> oh. t- I, I think is probably the epitome of, of what one of those tools would be. I mean, you effectively pay tens of thousands of dollars a month for access to a database that tells you what common sense would otherwise tell you. Um, You're basically renting their user panel for about a buck a person per month for your right. share of their data. Exactly. <laughs> and you just can, you know continue to willingly contribute, as you said, to to what they're kind of throwing back to other people. So, so in in that light, in in looking at how we can kind of approach keyword research on a more affordable and a more realistic and productive scale, if you were to leave, because we kind of have to wrap up here in the interest of time. If you were to leave with maybe three to five tips for anyone who's really trying to get started with keyword research without wasting their time or wasting their money, uh, what what kind of things should people look to be doing? Definitely use that Google AdWords keyword tool. Point it at websites. And um, if you want to get real um, search volume data, you have to select the exact match option. Uh, that's one of those things that people uh, uh, get confused by all the time because it's really a t- it's a tool for advertisers to show them how many ad impressions are there. So that's important to understand. Use the exact match on the Google keyword tool. And that will get you pretty much everything you need except for sort of the, the modifiers, the long tail stuff. And for that, you've got free uh, word tracker and free keyword discovery tools if, if you don't have the, the means, if you don't do it often enough to afford the paid tools uh, to help you fill in the gaps on modifiers. Thank you very much, Dan. That was excellent. Uh, I was just saying to Eric on Instant Messenger, we're going to have to get back on because I know when we're on our game, we're going to have even more questions for you, but I think we both been sick this weekend, so we're a bit off. But uh, excellent answers, and it's been a really good interview. Um, Great. On behalf of my, myself, uh, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and Eric Lander, independent SEO, thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Mm-hmm.